Hello, Doug. Hello, Karen. Oh, God. Doug, did I lose you? Hi. Hi. Oh, my God. We had all of this time beforehand where nothing went wrong. It sounded great. And then as soon as I start the recording... You had me, and you lost me. I had you, and I lost you. All all right. Well, we'll see how this one goes. All right, guys. We're gonna give it. We're gonna attempt season four, episode seventeen. The brook stops here, and she literally almost dead. Yeah, but almost doesn't count. I know. Unfortunately for me, spoiler alert: she doesn't die. Yeah, she's alive. Yeah, I was like, God damn it. Okay. So I've pulled up our friend Ken's uh, summaries. Um, What's his name? Ken Hart? Ken Hart. Good old Ken Hart. Props to you, Ken, for tight padding this fucking awesome uh, episode-by-episode summary that keeps my memory sharp here. Okay. Patrick Muldoon was apparently Tori Spelling's boyfriend. At some point in time or, like, right now as they were filming? Like, apparently as they were filming. Because that he said he he writes that no talent Patrick Muldoon is still on the show for Pete's sake, and only because he's Tori Spelling's boyfriend. I think Ken understands. We should try and find Ken. We should try and find Ken. I've already like preparing myself for disappointment that he's like dead because it's twenty five years ago. Yeah, but so, I would have been young when he started this. I would have been old enough to type pad this shit, and I'm not dead. That's true. For, so glad for so many reasons. Um, so, all I know about Patrick Muldoon is Lisa Renna's brother on Days of Our Lives, dated Lisa Renna, dated Denise Richards, appears with Denise Richards now on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills occasionally. But is he still dating Denise Richards? No, she's had, like, multiple, like, husbands, including Charlie Sheen. And he... It's probably married to someone now, too. I, this is what I know from him in, like, the mid-90s. But, like, why um, does he show up on Real Housewives? Um, because Denise is, like, still friends with him. Okay. What is he doing now? Oh, my God. Uh, very little. Yeah we, yeah, we are just getting started, and you are already on it. I know. I know. Um, I, know. Um, I feel like the occasional, like, Lifetime movie or Hallmark movie... Um, I do know as a, like, 51-year-old, he made a brief return to Days of Our Lives earlier, like, last decade. Um, I don't think it lasted very long. Gotcha. Okay. So... It sounds like, by the way, you're prepping everyone for, like, this is a major Patrick Muldoon episode. It's not. It's totally not. No, I'm sorry. It was just Ken had that out there, and I was like, oh, facts I did not know. I mean, and, if we're going to be pilfering from Ken, let's give Ken props yes. for, like, all the smarts that he has on display. Yes, it was like, wow, Ken says this, and I had no idea. Okay, so we're going to go to the cold open, which is the ambulances and the, 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 I mean, there was a lot of, like, hospitals and ambulances and police and EMTs in this season's episode, episodes. Yeah. Between Haley dying, um... What's her face? Jane almost dying, and now we've got Brooke almost dying. Did somebody actually die, or are we still only almost? Uh, apart uh, from, I'm sorry, apart from Haley. Um, uh, I guess we got to go back to episode one of the season with the bombing and Jess. 
That's right. There has been a lot. The body count is high this season on Melrose Place. You know, you're right. And I don't think we're done. Ooh. Okay. So Brooke can't do anything right. She can't even kill herself properly. She's still alive. (laughs) And as they're sort of strapping her to the gurney, she's going, just let me die. And I'm like, yes, please, writer. Just let her die. But no. Yes, please, but no, no, she's that going to survive. But you know, oh, it was insensitive, but she's awful. No, I mean, she deserves it. Yeah. She needs to go away. Um, but, but, no, no. Oh God, yeah, I, can't I mean, read my, I did make some notes on post-its because I can't help myself, and now I can't read them. I, mean, I do that at work for like my to-do list, but. On post-its? Yeah, it's, like now, it's like you're so resistant to taking notes now that you're like, well, if I write little notes in little they handwriting. They don't count. They don't piece count. Of paper, it's visible. Yeah. They don't count. All right. So should we just go with the Brooke and the Brooke storyline? Because I'm just so sick of her. Can we just, like, push this out of the way? I mean, uh, I'm not going to say no after that. Yeah, let's just do Let's do story by story and let's truly get Brooke out of the way. Okay. Let's get, like, yeah, let, let's be done with her. Okay. So she unsuccessfully kills herself or try, like, no, she's not. She's in the hospital. She's, um, and, and Billy is feeling the guilt, right? I mean, it's oh, like the capital yeah. T, the capital oh, T. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, very guilty. Oh, really, really guilty. And like, and like, he takes it out on Allison. Yeah. Who like sort of has it and then like, then sort of doesn't let him give it to her. Yeah. Yeah. Because she walks on on him and he's like scrubbing the bathroom as our buddy Ken call, says something about scrubbing bubbles, which I think was funny. Um, but he's like in the, he's like in the bathroom floor, like scrubbing and it's like, and it's like, he's not doing a very good job because blood on that linoleum should clean up very easily. Yeah. It's not like it's in a rug. Yeah, no. And he's behaving like it's in a rug and it's not coming out and it's very bad. Well, and I'm like, wow, you're you, just doing it wrong. If I gave you three guesses to pick someone who would even be incompetent at like just cleaning off blood off of a linoleum tile floor, like who would you guess? Billy, who? Billy or Billy. Yeah, yeah, I'd go with Billy. Yeah, I think you'd be right all three times. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so and he kind of like, like, kind of like, 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 like his. Okay, be okay. It was her. It was okay. She was a little bit asking for it because it's a moment of tragedy. Billy's already fraught about the lack of Bebe. and so he he's already he's feeling all the fields here, and 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 then Allison lays it on him that they're soulmates. It just was bad timing on Allison's That's, part. That, that is not reading the room. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And so Billy kind of like has, he's had, a, he's had enough of her and, um, and basically tells her to get out. And then he's this, like, oh my God, it's like, it's like the fantasy Island horror movie. Get out while you still can. That's what he tells her. <laughs> get out, get out while you still can. <laughs> um, you know, and this was, of course, the scene before Brooke is, you know, promise me you won't leave me, Billy, you won't leave me, even though she just almost left him by dying. Forever. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. I mean, that's like the kind of thing where you like have to keep your fingers crossed behind your back and say that. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, I will I will say at one point during this whole debacle, Billy calls into work and tells Amanda that he's not going to be in. And I just really wanted to point that out because Allison is incapable of doing that. Yeah. 
I mean, even in the modern era, she probably wouldn't even, like, text and be like, you can't come in getting engaged or eloping or something. Right, like, getting shit probably just would, yeah. hung yeah, over, yeah. you know, whatever it might be. But, yeah, no, she's, she like, no, she doesn't. But Billy, in the middle of all this, the fact that his wife almost died. Up against real potential tragedy. Yeah, actually calls in to let Amanda know he will not be into the office and lets her know what's going on. Which was like, you know what, good Billy. I'm glad you're an adult. We lost Doug for a minute. Is he back? He's back, and it's now happening with greater frequency, so I'm worried I'm going to be cutting in and out a lot. So I'm just saying that now, in case it happens a lot. Okay, I'll, I'll hold um, the fort. Um, so, yeah. So, so I do want to say that although Billy called out and was being a good employee, the next scene with... Amanda, he's not a very good employee. He basically like storms into her office and demands that Bro- that she give Brooke her job back. Yeah, not only that, but I think that's also the scene. I might be wrong. Where Amanda is like, she she mentions how Brooke lied about the pregnancy, right? Right. Yes. Which a, a little weird that like the whole company and complex know that part of the story like they could have just all thought it was a miscarriage but that's also i think when billy follows it up with an ultimatum and it's like if you don't bring her back then i go too and i'm like you get a twofer here amanda just say no i know right just say no but for some reason billy's teflon he is unfireable every single job loves him yeah. We all know yeah. people like that. Failing failing upward all the time. I know. We all know people like that. Let's face it. Yeah. And they are not you or me. No, definitely not. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, apparently, Billy has scored Brooke's job back. Um, Billy brings Brooke home. Okay. <laughs> Here's my question. All right. So, Billy brings Brooke home, and she's mopey, and she, like, sits in the bathroom where she um, where she nearly did the deed. Um, and Billy, like, freaks out because he can't find yeah, her. Yeah, they make it this really ominous thing. She, like, right when they have come back home, she, like, wanders off, and he's, like, all paranoid, and he sees there's the knife is, like, sitting on the counter, and he, like, goes in looking for her and sees her sitting in the bathroom. It's like, no, she didn't try and kill herself again. She's just sitting on the bathroom floor being weird. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so we get through that. But then all of a sudden, it's like the next scene in the apartment with the two of them is like, it's the middle of the night and Billy's just like, I don't know, eating cereal. I don't know. He's just like sitting at the table looking like Mooney. And then he, and then, and then she's like coming on to him. And yeah. She, in like a negligee. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, and I was wondering, do you think all of this was to get him to knock her up? Um... The reason I am hesitating is because I can't even remember if that actually comes up in a future episode. Because, remember, the reason why she... Oh, well, ostensibly the reason why she kills herself is because Billy was like, I'm done with you, we're breaking He was so furious. Yeah, he was furious, and he was like, we're over. Um, But he was furious with her because she wanted to try to have another baby really, really quickly, and he was kind of like, no, not really. And she was sort of showing her true colors about how she's trying to score this million-dollar payout. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I'm, mm-hmm. I was kind of wondering, well, this gives her free reign now to, to, 
to push his buttons like that because he's, you know, he's so guilt ridden. He's guilt ridden for what she did, which I mean, like, man, that's a big gamble she took. She could have just bled out. Yeah, I'm. I just can't remember the way it actually plays out. So I feel like eh, it probably wasn't part of an overall ruse to like get him to do anything for her, but it could have been. Right. I'm like sixty forty. Uh, so anyway, I guess he gives in to her feminine charms. Um, but when they get back to work, Allison is ensconced in Brooke's office. Um, with Brooks files all around her and Brooks storms in and she's like, get out, get out, get out. And, and Allison like packs up her shit and leaves. And now Billy's trying to be nice to Allison and we lost, we lost dog. We lost dog. You back. I'm back. You back. I'm back. Billy's trying to be nice to Allison and Allison's basically like chucking him the finger and being like, bite me, bud. And, um, it looks like it's going to be hell on earth at D and D for a while. For everybody, yeah, I mean, probably the, including the only, us. The only thing that's weird is that didn't, like, right before Allison came on to Billy in that early scene this episode, she says something about, like, she feels not beholden, but, like, little, like, responsible or compassionate because of Haley, that she still feels like she has to care about Brooke. And it's like, well, she's just back to being pissed off now when Brooke returns to D&D, which is the way she should be. Which is but, definitely the way she because I don't think that she has any allegiance to Brooke, um, you know, no, no, even I mean, for Haley. Like, no, she should absolutely not, especially since Haley left her out of the will. Well, yeah, I don't really feel allegiance to Haley the way everything ended either. Yeah, so... Here's the thing. Do we ever find out why Haley left her out of the will? No. We don't even, like, barely hear Haley's name again ever again. So this is basically, like, they did this whole thing, and they left and they left Allison out of the will, and they, we don't even get a reason for that. That's exactly right. There are just so many friggin' loose ends with these storylines that they don't, like, they don't even reward us for sticking with the bad storylines with some sort of closure. And that, I think, is what's making me so frustrated with um with this season i mean it certainly points to either like a scramble to just pick up and point storylines in a new direction or they don't care one of those yeah so i'm curious though how does brooke even have her vp job back well it's clear they didn't fill the role with anyone new because they probably didn't need anyone to do anything because she wasn't doing anything so um, I don't know. Okay. So but, that's... I mean, we don't have, you know, they don't seem to have an HR or security. So, no. um, some things just sort of fall by the wayside at yeah. uh, D&D. <laughs> I guess so. Anything goes at D&D. All right. So we're done with the Brooke storyline. To be continued. Um, Jesus, how much longer can this go on? About I guess. three more episodes. Okay. Good <laughs> Lord. Um, okay, so sh- Matt, Matt, should we go to Matt? Matt was in this episode yeah. for a hot second. Yeah, as usual, it won't as take usual. long to get through. Yes. Yeah. So um, if we remember the uh, last episode, um, Alan has a new, Alan, Alan is the new roommate. Matt has a new roommate and his name is Alan. It's the actor that he was dating. And as we sort of see these scenes between Matt and Alan kind of tease out, Alan is becoming more and more questionable. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I guess Amanda wants this guy's name on the lease, so he's got to go through, I guess, like a background check or something. So Matt's asking him all these questions that I guess is on the application because this guy apparently can't write and can't do it himself. 
Um, and and he's being really cagey about like his the last job he held, yeah. the last like sloppily, yeah, yeah, like oh I don't know somewhere around in Beverly Hills, you know, it was all very cagey, and and so he's being kind of weird, right? Yeah, he's Matt's like, uh, what was your address? He's like, yeah, I don't know. How long did you live there? Two or three years. He's like, and you don't remember your address? Yeah, and he's just like, yeah, I just it's just one of those things I don't remember. So, you know, basically, like, Matt meets this guy in the hospital, and, and this guy was a patient. I don't know what happened to that acting job, by the way. Um, I don't think he got it because he was going to move to New York. And so... And, and, and so we've jumped from, like, that moment in the hospital to, like, this guy that Matt doesn't even know moving in with him. Matt needs to stop collecting stray people. I feel like that's what he's doing. I think we might have lost Dog. Yes, we've lost Dog. You lost me. I didn't hear what you said, but I agree. Okay. Well, what, what, did, I, what did you say? What that you're Matt agreeing with. not learned anything? What you're agreeing with is I said Matt seems to collect stray people. That's all the show gives him. Yeah. So, um, so we've got this guy, and and he's in the apartment now by himself. I guess Matt's doing his rounds or whatever at the hospital. And good old Kimberly comes by with a casserole and is going to make, like, a nice neighbor. And then all of a sudden she kind of lets loose, like, oh, well, it was sort of like this. I'm surprised that Matt's dating after what happened the last time. And you guys remember the last time. Matt ended up in jail. You know, he was accused of murder. Yeah, and, and Kimberly's even, like, it ended in a shootout. Yeah, and, like, people were dead, and, and Matt was in jail. And, I mean, it was like, so Kimberly is not making this easy. And so, like, all of a sudden, Shady Dude is, like, shocked, shocked, I say. And he's, like, trying to get away from Matt. And so... He ends up running out of the apartment. We lost Doug, so I'm just going to keep talking over this. Um, I'm back. Keep oh, talking, though. He, he, like, ran out of the apartment um, just as Matt came home and was like, I have an audition, which was a lie. And then he stayed out all night, and he was just walking the streets, I guess, so alarmed and upset that Matt had a rap sheet. And I'm kind of like, why are you worried? You're the cagey dude. Yeah, he's the one who has taken you in, virtually no questions asked. Yeah, and you're the one that can't even remember your last known address, and have you haven't had a job, and you're worried about him? Come on now. Um, so anyway, um, Matt, uh, that, this is where we find out that the reason why Alan doesn't remember his address or last jobs was because he was a gigolo. Yeah, a kept man. A kept man, which is actually a word I don't think I've uttered since 1992. Which, gigolo or kept man? Gigolo. Um, no, and I don't really think I've ever encountered someone who was one in real life. I mean, Richard... Actually, I mean, I, I mean, I guess I probably have, but I did, it was not discussed. But yeah. Richard Gere played one in the movies. Yeah, I mean, I think the only time I've ever said the word gigolo is uh, yeah. from, like... Oh, call me the Blondie song from American Gigolo. Or David Lee Roth, I'm Just a Gigolo. Oh, yeah, David mm, Lee Roth, yeah, DLR. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. Just the gigolo. Anyway, continue. So, that's the end of that. Yeah, I mean, like, 
I'm of two minds, and one is I'm glad that they are keeping the Kimberly hates Matt story around, but it's like this is now how Kimberly, who already has a current storyline going, is ensconcing herself in like Matt's life. We don't, we don't need this. We don't, we don't need this. Okay, so are we gonna go to? Sid and Jane and Michael in that mess, or are we going to go to Amanda? I mean, Amanda is the one where we left on a cliffy this season, this this episode, so maybe we should save her for last. Yeah, I mean, let's let's do Sid, Jane, Michael, because that will lead us into Richard and, and Joe. And don't forget, we have a minute of Jake before we get we to Amanda. We do. That's right. I did forget about Jake because it re- literally was a minute. Um, well, I will say this. Um, Things are really heating up with Sydney again, which is very exciting. This storyline made me happy. Um, as you guys will remember, um, Sid dosed Jane's champagne, nearly killed her. Um, now Jane suffered a stroke. Now Jane is living with Sid and Michael at the beach. House. And, and, is, and is paralyzed. And is paralyzed. Uh, half her body is On her right side, yes. Yeah. So... Um, so, so Sid, um, at first was like, I'm going to make this up to Jane. I'm going to love on her. I'm going to be the best sister ever. I'm going to take good care of her. But then when push came lasted, to shove. That lasted before the sentence even like exited her mouth. She was yeah, already over it. She was already over it. Like by the time like Michael moved Jane into the beach house, it was like, well, this is not what I meant. Um, so she's already sort of like be- the grudging nursemaid. And so she's, when we open up with their storyline, um, Jane is sitting out on the patio with Allison, and I guess it's breakfast time, and Sid is serving them coffee and 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 at some point pancakes, um, and because <laughs> ants, 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 that was so great. <laughs> Sorry, it was the best scene. So, but you made, but you're like you're you're skipping out. Right? I know. Part I'm, of that scene. I'm skipping. Okay. I'm skipping the whole scene because I was just thinking ants. I hate ants, ants, and it was so great. And I was like, I had to rewind it and watch it again. It is. It is probably the best scene of the episode. It really is. So, um, so Jane and Allison are kind of like talking about um, who who might have done this to her, you know, and. Right? They were talking about yeah, that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Jane thinks that it was Joe and Richard. Jane is blaming Joe and Richard and She's like convinced. just as as Joe walks in, which I guess Sid opened the door and let her in. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess. And so Jane sort of like walks onto the patio, not Jane, Joe. Too many people yeah, with very similar names. Do this with Amanda and Allison too. And she's like, and she overhears that. And she is like, I take offense at that. I did not spike your drink. Richard did not do this. Um, and, and Jane is like, okay, well maybe not you, but I blame Richard. Hey, I'm back. Um, yeah, that's, that's essentially what happens, but it's kind of weird because the first thing that Joe says is like, not in defense of her and Richard. She's just like, Jane, you know, we just want you to get better. Also, by the way, do you really think Richard could do that? I don't. (laughs) Well, the great thing was is somebody, I don't remember who asked it. Maybe it was Allison who hates you enough 
to want to kill you. And that's when, as soon as that line is uttered, that's when you start hearing Sid smacking the counter yeah. with the pancake, the, the, the flipper thing. What's it called? The spatula. She's slapping spatula. the counter going, ants. Ants, I hate ants, I hate ants. And she's yeah. like killing the ants with this spatula. And there's this big stack of pancakes. And so she's like killing ants with this spatula that she's using to flip the pancakes. And she's like, mental ants, I hate ants, I, I hate ants. Mm-hmm. It was perfect and it was the it best was great. scene ever. It was great. It was really the best scene ever. And like I said, I rewound it and watched it a second time. I mean, that's why, you know, Sid is really just the gift that keeps on keeping on. Yeah, yeah, she's there's really nothing awesome. she can't do. So now Sid is kind of like overhearing this and Sid is really freaked out because she thinks that Jane is, is going to suspect her if she doesn't suspect her already, even though Jane keeps saying, Richard, 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 Sid, I guess is hearing Sid, 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 maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think Sid knows that like, it's a matter of time before this comes back on her. So yes, but it's weird because it's like. You wouldn't have thought Sid could have heard everything they were saying out there in the kitchen, but sounds like she did. Not like while she's slapping the spatula around yelling, ants, 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 no. So she, of course, she's, you know, threatened and she feels threatened. So where does she go? She goes to Kimberly for more great advice. Everyone's safeguard. Yeah. Yeah. And Kimberly's like, well, why don't you just plant the evidence of the pills in Richard's office? And so Sid is like, well, that's a great idea. And she actually does it. And so I guess she goes into Hart Mancini Designs while the cleaning crew is there. And she's like, just drop enough my sketches in Richard's office and goes in and actually plants the pills in Richard's office. And then she calls the cops. And she's like... Yeah. So before we get there, just one quick interruption that is meaningless. But I, this tells me two things. One, no one has any security in any office. Two, even when the custodial staff is there, all the lights are off when it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so back to the plot. Yes, okay, and then Sid the calls the cops. And Sid calls the cops. And and so, but she, but before that, she has like just a moment with Jane while Jane's at physical therapy, um, where she's like, you know basically saying, I bet it was Richard. Now, now Sid's like really sort of playing the Richard card um, really, really hard and be, and is like, you know, giving it, giving it her all. We lost him again. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. There you are. Um, so meanwhile, back at Hart Mancini, um, Richard is hiring Jane's replacement really fast and too fast for Joe. And Joe is yes. very uneasy with this. So now we're seeing Joe getting really suspicious of Richard, where at the beginning of the episode, she was like, no, it would never be Richard. Richard would never do that. Now she suspects it. But, you know, she's got a headache. And so she's, so Richard's like, well, go grab some aspirin. It's in my drawer in my office. And Jane, go, uh, Jane Joe goes in and finds the pills. Um, of course she does. Of course she does. Where Sid planted them. So we'll see what happens there. Um, well, we know a bit more about what happens there. Uh, yeah, a bit. She brings him to Jake. Right. Because what's he going to do? Who's being all... Who's being all tough guy, Jake, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, nice that we have a scene with them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't can't figure out, so they don't hate each other anymore. 
No, they've like moved beyond it. Okay, because this is kind of like with Billy and Allison. You're never really sure where they stand with each other. You know, you're like, like it, it feels like it changes scene to scene. But apparently, they're friendly enough where she feels comfortable taking the bag of pills instead of the cops, instead of to Richard, instead of to Jane, instead of anybody. She takes it to Jake because where would you take a bag of pills, right? Except your ex boyfriends. Um. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, clearly makes no mistakes. Yeah. Right. So. In the meantime, this was sort of interesting where the tables were turned. Michael, who is a disgusting pig, basically crawls into the sofa bed that poor Jane is sleeping on and is, like, really trying to come onto her. And she is, like, fighting him off. And she's doing a great job, she too. She smashes a vase on his head. I know. For somebody with only one working arm, she's amazing. I'm just going to say th- those exact words. Yep. She is amazing. And so that's when... Of course, Sid comes running out, and she kind of loses her shit on Michael. And she's like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? She is paralyzed. What are you doing? This, and she actually uses the R word. She actually calls it rape. She is like, Michael, when they say no, it's rape. Um, so I was like, go Sid. And, she, and, it just, yeah. and, and Michael was like, well, you're both crazy, and I'm moving out. Of his beautiful beach house. But okay, goodbye, Michael. Which is not his, which is not his house, but yes. No, it's still Kimberly's. Um, and so, and he, and he walks out and, and sort of, and it looks like it's like Team Sid and Jane all of a sudden again, which was kind of cool to see. It was nice. I mean, Sid like didn't waste a second coming to Jane's defense. No, she didn't. And usually her, you know, I mean, she, she usually, you know, falls apart when it comes to Michael. She's, you can't count on her generally if Michael's involved. And this time she, she really came through for Jane and she really basically told Michael to shove it. Yeah. Which was awesome. Um, oh, you know what? There was one little thing when Sid goes to the cops and they're like, they're not really buying her. Oh, we lost Doug. Yeah. And he's talking about they, We did have a scene um, just to catch you guys up while Us we wait do. for Doug to come back. Um, oh, we, sorry. We did have a scene where Sid actually sashayed herself into police headquarters to talk to a detective about, um, you know, her suspicions about Richard. Right. Right. So he dismisses it and then says, you know, we're really sensitive about planting evidence these days. And she goes, yeah, that's true. Because this was probably written and filmed like right after the OJ verdict. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. This aired, this aired like early January of 96 and the OJ verdict was October, November, 95. So that's oh, why I think that was old. Okay, so they were. I mean, topical. not necessarily because of the verdict, but the trial itself, where all of those allegations were said. Right. Well, yeah. Some, just some history for all you young listeners out there. But you know, I mean, we have to face it. Sid was really ludicrous going in there, and she's like, "Well, I bet you'd find pills if you searched his office." <laughs> yeah, I mean, that wouldn't take Colombo to the end of an episode. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, she didn't exactly play not, it yeah, cool. Yeah, but. no, not at all. No, she she was like, yeah, I think it's uh, her ex-boyfriend, Richard Hartz. Yeah. Yeah, in yeah. His desk. <laughs> and perhaps in the, the first drawer on the right. Yeah. 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 Go to his office. Here's the address. And <laughs> just, I mean, just a hunch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Amanda, Peter, Bobby. Oh, should we just oh. get quick, quick with Jake about his yeah, whole situation? Yeah, just, so, yeah. Yeah. Go for it. All right. Well, Jake, um, remember, you guys remember maybe two episodes ago, Jake went to see a loan shark to get himself out of trouble, the financial trouble that he got in because of Shelly embezzling money from him. 
And so um, it, it's apparently some strong arm, arm guy with from Jake's past, and Jake gets alone so he can get himself back on his feet. Well, now the guy is coming to collect, and it's not just mu- it's not just Jake's money he wants. He wants Jake to go and muscle payments from other people that owe him money. I think yes. We, yeah, so that's what Jake is forced to do. But Jake has a conscience while doing so. Yes, and he actually ends up not extorting the money from the guy. He pays the guys the 250 bucks that the guy, he like pays it out of pocket. And so the loan shark dude comes to shooters and basically tells Jake, like, don't do that again. Um, but while he's having, but it was a lot more like menacing. Um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like. Don't do it that wasn't again. like, please. It wasn't like, yeah. please don't do that. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot more menacing. And so while he's being like menacing and threatening, um, Bobby Priest, he was sitting at the bar watching and hearing the whole thing. So I think that Bobby is going to insert himself into Jake's storyline. It, it looks that way. It appears that way. Although it could just be the writers throwing us off again, um, which means they're setting something up that they never actually follow through on. Yeah. But I think there's more here. Okay, good. Because I think that could get interesting. Otherwise, you know, it's just going to be like the weekly struggle of this guy showing up and telling Jake to collect and Jake being sulky about it. And you know what I mean? Like, that's going to get old real fast. Yeah, it's going to be real shitty. Um, Also, there's a a moment where a drunk Billy is at Shooters and and he and Jake kind of rib each other. Mm. Remember? Where, where, where Billy's like, really, Jake? Are you really living your best life? Well, he doesn't use those words. Um, he's like, how are things with Joe? And Jake's like, we're fine. Duck face, go away. Yeah, I think that was such a blip. I don't even remember that. I think I was checking my email during that scene. Uh, well, that's about all there was. Yeah, okay. Um, ra- let's let's uh, move on to Amanda. Oh, we I'm lost back. Doug. Okay, wanna, should I'm... we move on to Amanda? Are we good with Jake? Yeah, uh, yes, please. And I'll just say from the start, I kind of hate this story. <sighs> it's like, it's like, I'm getting whiplash with Amanda with what she's doing here. Okay, so... It's a, it's a triangle where I just don't care about any of the sides right yeah, now. I, yeah, I, I mean, you know, might as well make it a square at this point. I mean, it, it, last time we left um, this troubling storyline we were in palm springs and amanda and bobby had a passionate kiss in the middle of the night by the pool which poor peter happened to witness so peter is all hurt and ran back to la and so now now they still don't know um amanda and bobby that that peter knows but all all but bobby shows up to D D. Once again, no security barges into Amanda's office to let her know that um, Peter just punched him in the in the in the jaw. Which remember, that's what Peter did. So that's the clear tip off that Peter knows something, right? Yeah. And so, um, so just as that's you know, uh, Bobby is telling this to Amanda, 
Peter calls Amanda's office and he's like, I want to have dinner with you and Bobby. We need to talk about some things. And by the way, have you seen Bobby? Because I need to get yeah. a hold of him. Yeah. He's and like, do you like, know where Bobby is? Yeah. <laughs> Amanda's like, I have no idea where he is. I haven't seen him in ages. You know, so anyway, big lie, big lie. Um, so over dinner, um, Peter once again gets drunk and then confronts the two of them about the kiss. Um, yeah, yeah, he lays all his cards on, right on the table. Yeah, basically, yeah. And so, and, and, and Peter actually calls Bobby Commander Smooth. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was great. I was like, oh, he's Commander, Commander Smooth. So, um, yeah, so I don't really, like, th- this is the thing, like, I don't really get where we are with these guys. Like, like, did Peter and Amanda break up? Like, Peter is like, I love you, but I, like, I don't get where we are. I don't understand where we are. I, well, I mean, I'll just, I'll, I think Amanda and Peter are together and Amanda is just kind of, uh, not feeling it right now. And Peter's not wrong to be upset that there seems to be this reconnecting going on, but he's also not right about going after anything. Also, again, he tried to kill Amanda a year ago and the show may forget, but I remember. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, so... Oh, so, uh, but Amanda doesn't have a good reaction to Peter with this, and she's like, you don't own me, you know? I mean, it was just this sort of, like, back and forth and back and forth. And so, anyway, uh, she's not going to talk to either one, so Bobby shows up at her apartment, and um, and basically, like, they're both saying, you need to pick a side, right? And, and yeah. so, um, and and then and that's when he lays lays it on her that he still loves her but he just wants her to be happy and all of that and so it looked like at the cliffy Amanda picked her side. Yeah, I think the triangle has shifted and it is not equilateral anymore. No. If you know what I mean, I don't I know. know what I mean. So it looks like Bo- it looks like Bobby won and Peter lost. Yeah, basically, yeah, that's where I think we are. Yeah, yeah. that's where we are. Um, I'll say this: I don't know when. Sometime in the future, maybe not next week, this triangle does become a square. No. Yes. Maybe a rhombus. Maybe a parallelogram. With who? Someone who is not actively on the canvas right now. Is it somebody we've seen before? Yes, but in a very different capacity. And Well, shit. It's like a cliffy all of a sudden. Like a, it's like a Doug Cliffy. Did you miss my answer? I missed the whole thing. It was like a Doug. Cliffy. Well, there wasn't. There wasn't a whole thing. It's um, um, it's someone who has been used before in a very different capacity, who you would never think of, and because it's almost so random, that's why I'm just going to let it be a surprise. Rob Estes comes back. I'm not saying anything. Because we need some Rob Estes, but I thought he came back and was with Jane. Well, I guess it doesn't um, matter. Uh, they all come back and they're with everybody. I mean, like, uh, uh, basically, yes, but I'm not talking about Rob Estes, who does come back, but is not really with Jane. They were married in real life at the time. Oh, he comes that's back. what I'm thinking He of. comes back with Lisa Rinna. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. They were married in real life. There we go. Uh, once again, conflating real life with Melrose Place. I've got to stop doing that. Or don't. <laughs> All right, so I don't know. This episode, with the exception of Sid and her aunts, 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 this episode just didn't do it for me. 
no, I yeah, I think we're treading water for a while here. Unfortunately. Oh boy. Okay. So so we've got to sort of slog for a little bit. Uh, like a long bit. A long bit. Okay. Yeah. Damn it. Unforge. All right, you guys, you're slogging with us. Yeah, I mean, if we're slogging, you're slogging. We're 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 here to carry you through it, though. Oh, exactly. We'll hold your hands. Yeah. All right, kids. So even though this episode of Melrose was not terribly exciting, if you follow us over to Hollywood Boulevard, I can promise you, Doug's got more exciting shit to talk about. Uh, this is a steep promise, but we'll see what we can do. Well, you sounded pretty animated about. The I will say. I will say this: Doug has some unadulteratedly positive things to say. See, look at that. We're. We're like in the vortex of positivity now. So follow us that that way, that way, that way, while we be positive, while we insert positive juju into your life. That's right. That's right. Come follow along and, and be there for the positive juju. Okay. So we'll see you over there in our vortex of positivity. Yes? See you there. Yes. Bye. Bye.